Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Tuesday morning in your feed. It's Monday afternoon for me and for Mark. We are uh, just trying to get through this news cycle, which has been pretty intense, we know. It's a, a very tough time for so many of us. So I want to, you know, not delve too much into this period where where there is protesting and in some cases some violence and vandalism, which is nothing that's ever good, especially if you're the ones who are impacted by it. This is essentially just making everybody more uptight overall. And one of the ways you may be feeling that is that you start to feel uptight about your money. And maybe you look around and say, you know, how could we have four or five days where there's civic unrest and markets don't move? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I feel like something's got to give. I'm just not sure where it's going to give. want to remind you that if you have a financial question, we're here for you. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. I found this data, Mark, that's uh, from a poll from SoFi. Seven in 10 Americans worry they will never be financially independent. That is unbelievable to me. 59% say they don't even know about their own financial situation today. They want to learn more about their finances, but... It's all your parents' fault because 72% of respondents say they feel like their parents didn't teach them enough about their finances. Don't blame your parents. Come on. Get on it. Uh, Okay. Uh, I got a question from Christina. The first part of her question was that she saw one of the segments, I guess it was probably one of my Sunday morning segments, where there was a tiny uh, rainbow flag in the background. And she goes, what? You kidding me? Is she? Anyway, happy pride month, everybody. I'm out and I'm proud. So get over it. Uh, All right. Let's get on to Christina's question. Let's see. She says, "Uh, I like the q and I'd love more of your personal analysis of macroeconomic shifts and market dynamics, as well as more ear to the ground interviews like the one you had with your friend at LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. Mark says we do need to sleep, but we'll get there. We're going to keep, we try, we're trying to get more interviews in the can. Okay. Uh, Anyway, she says, I take two one hour walks every day. I need you to be more than 10 minutes, Jill. But alas, my podcast question. Okay. Christina, 43. She works for herself as a consultant. And so she says, I lean on conservative investments. I've got one and a quarter million dollars in cash and CDs right now. I took nearly all of my money out before the downturn. How about that, Mark? I know the market timing doesn't work, but I guess for Christina it did. I've got another $1.5 million in real estate with a $500,000 of mortgage debt. Very cheap, 2.875%. I make about $350,000 a year. My expenses are around seventy grand a year. But... I may head into semi-retirement and only work select projects in the near future, maybe one to five years. My point of view, I view my income almost like a hybrid car. The gas is the earned income, the electric, the passive income, and that allows me the freedom to ebb and flow depending on circumstances, which, you know, is important as an independent contractor. Okay. I'd like to create the most reliable, safe, yet highest return I can from passive income investment sources. My question, 
what should my next move be for my cash? I know I should keep a lot liquid, but I'm tempted to pay off a chunk of my mortgage, at least recasp if not refi. But I know you're not a fan of that strategy. I'm also looking at REIT funds, dividend stocks, closed-end funds. I'm patient. It's hard not to make moves as some of my CDs are starting to come due. Any advice? Well, it seems to me that you need like a bigger game plan than this, Christina. So I think what you need to figure out for yourself is what is it that you're actually trying to do? Are you trying to take the money that you have in the cash and CDs and generate a certain amount of income every year? And if so, how much would that be? And if not, if it's just that you really do like having some safe stuff, what is the right portfolio mix for you to achieve both your nearish term goals and your longer term goals? You know, if you were previously making 350 grand a year and your expenses are 70, what happens to all of your longer term planning if you say, well, uh, I'm only going to make 150 grand a year and I'm now going to cut back and how much more money do I need to actually put into, say, retirement? And what is it that the is going to happen, let's say, I don't know, like in that five to 10 year period beyond that, how much is can you really count on? And then I would start constructing a portfolio. I wouldn't start looking at REIT funds or dividend stock funds. I'd really start with a bigger picture. What is the game plan here? What am I trying to achieve? And what are the best ways to achieve my game plan without assuming a ton of risk? I think that's what you're asking. And for that, I would suggest you could either be in touch with a financial planner. You could do it yourself, of course, but you, you've got to start somewhere. If you've got a million and a quarter in cash or cash equivalents, is that all the money you have? Is there no retirement account? I mean, I feel like there's some piece of this that's missing. So if you wouldn't mind following up and coming back to me with, with a couple of different pieces of information. Number one, do you have any retirement funds? Number two, you know, based on that 350 a year, let's say one to five years in the future, is it really going to be 350 a year? Is there is it going to be that consistent? If in five years you were to make less, how much less? It's time for you to then become clearer about how to deploy the money that's in cash. Some portion of it does need to maybe just stay in cash because you're nervous. But you need to get money invested for the long term if this is all the money you have in the world. That's really the issue. Um, okay, this is Rick who read my article on estate planning. We've got one problem with our estate plan. Who do we name as executor? We're married with an adult son who's got Down syndrome. Everything's good except if we both die, and that would mean only our son. No one on either side of the family that we could feel comfortable at executing the will and managing our estate that would be left with our son. Hmm. Well, okay, you could possibly have a an attorney or a trust department serve as the executor, but you know, obviously that costs money, but I think that it sounds to me like you're going to need to do that because if you don't have anyone, not even say a really close friend, you don't have a lot of good choices. So we want to make sure that you have some choices. The choices for you are really going to be whom could we hire to serve in that role? And there are certainly, you can do that. There are bank trust departments, there are trusts in brokerage firms, and there are also individuals, sometimes financial planners, and sometimes CPAs, and sometimes attorneys will serve in that role. They'll take a piece of the action. This is from John. My wife and I are unemployed. We received the, the stimulus check. 
how can I have a tax so I don't get hit next April? Is there any form or site I can visit? Don't worry, John. No tax on that stimulus check. Isn't that nice? Phew. One less thing for you to worry about. And finally, this is from Bonnie who said, I read that a single filer whose 2019 taxable income was less then 39,375 will not owe taxes on gains from stocks or mutual funds owned for more than a year. I fit in this category. Does that mean I can avoid paying taxes on capital gains for federal and or state of Illinois? I haven't filed for 2019 yet. Well, it's a very good question. Yeah, the long-term capital gains rate for a single goes up to 40,000. I think it's 40 for 2020. I think it was 39,375, but it's up to 40. Um, if you make more than $40,000, you get a 15% capital gains rate. Um, so yeah, you don't you don't have to pay any capital gains at the federal level. I'm not sure about the state of Illinois. I don't know if it's a piggyback tax or not, but what I do know is that you will have no federal tax that's due. So hooray for you, right? Ah, <sighs> That's it. It's amazing to to just blow through some of these questions. I we are going to try to have more interviews that we can get out to you. But the questions are insane. The number of questions that we are fielding is just over the top, and uh, we really do appreciate you taking the time to write. So that's why we want to try to get these out to you as quickly and efficiently as we can. Don't forget to go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter, which is free, and it does come out weekly, which is fantastic. And of course, you can always uh, check out all the great stuff that we're doing. We're posting new content all the time. So just go to jillonmoney.com. We thank you very much for listening. We want to remind you to stay safe during these very intense times. Wash your hands, wear your mask maintain your social distance. And for the people who are driving too quickly on my block, I am going to continue to yell at you. I'm sorry to say, if you keep driving fast, I am going to be that person who yells like a crazy woman and says, slow down. All of us might want to take that into consideration. Let's just all slow down a little bit. Take a deep breath. Be nice to each other. Lift somebody up today. Please try to do something nice. Okay. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. 